0: Welcome to the Original Content Podcast. I'm Anthony Ha. I'm Jordan Crook.
1: And I'm Daryl Etherington.
0: And every week we review a new piece of streaming content, usually a new streaming show or movie, but we're also occasionally venture further afield uh, and just talk about stuff we want to talk about. Like this week, we're going to review The Vow, which is the documentary series about Nexium on HBO. Before we do that, a couple many discussions that we can have one was about disney plus which turned one year old yesterday they they being disney um released their latest earnings in which they said that as of early october disney plus had more than 73 million paid subscribers so pretty much the, actually, I don't know Amazon's numbers, but it's definitely like the one service that, I mean, Amazon still has like 100 million more users, I'm sorry, Netflix still has 100 million more subscribers. What are you saying, I sir? jibber-jabber, um, <laughs> but, you know, Disney Plus is the one that is clearly emerged as the big competitor, right? The one that, that you know, conceivably in a, in a year or two could really be the, the number two to, to, to Netflix or, even overtake it um
1: except for i mean quibi is probably
0: <laughs> oh yeah don't don't count
2: on quibi no but like it's not weird though because mandalorian is really like the only original worth its salt and i know you guys know it's the like- world
1: according to jeff gold bloom is very <laughs>
2: don't get too hopped good. up on mandalorian i said the word and i could, both of your eyes are like whoa let's talk about that well do you
1: know who's in the most recent episode uh, see, which i, I, I haven't seen yet happen. so no spoilers but katie sackoff is in the most No,
2: recent oh shit yeah. now i'm gonna have to sorry. watch mandalorian again Damn sorry man. i
1: got you in hook wow.
2: sink what is it hook sink and ladder. hook
1: line hook sink liner there we go <laughs> ladder
2: <laughs> i know fishing things i'm in florida <laughs> We're off Um, to a great start. But I just can't understand. Like, I mean, I guess I can't understand. It's like parents and the staying power of original Disney content. I did watch Xenon the other day. Xenon? Girl of the 21st Century?
1: I don't even know what that is.
2: Oh my God. It's like the best Disney Channel original movie that ever existed.
1: See, this is, we're going to get into some good um aging ourselves in specific <laughs> very narrow that, yeah this you were probably too old jail. for me for, yeah too old i was for that. too old for this and then i was too old for basically every single disney channel thing
0: right we're like now at an age where an age difference of like three or four years doesn't matter but now but back then it did
2: oh it mattered a lot it still
0: matters i think you guys are old <laughs> that's fair i'm youthful that's I'm fresh 100 percent. yeah the years and then we'll we'll us. talk
1: about something later. Teaser that I I was I watched and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. It was pretty good. And then Tara was like, you 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 remember watching and enjoying this that looks like it <laughs> was like made in the and 1990s and it's so weird and goofy and you think of it as a contemporary piece of media and I'm like, oh god, I guess I do.
0: <laughs> and that Engine was the sucks. end of your relationship yeah especially
2: in a pandemic i have to say time is like frozen but i continue to grow wrinkles it's like
0: what yeah it's like the
1: opposite of the creepy what's his name line from not fast times uh
0: oh matthew mcconaughey and
1: um yeah yeah
2: all right all right all right yeah
0: exactly i I keep getting older but they stay the same sophomore girls high school girls. yeah exactly creepy
1: so in this one it's the wait no, this is the same, right? I keep getting older, but the world is frozen in amber or something. Exactly. <laughs> True. No, that's
2: exactly right. It's like a, mos- a nightmare yeah. world. Like a mosquito. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. when you say frozen in amber, I immediately go to Jurassic Park. I need to do that again, too. It's only been like three weeks since I watched the full five movies, but might as well
0: do yeah. it again. Um, but, I mean, do you guys feel like... Are we just not, I mean, I, I still have a Disney Plus subscription and it's the one that probably the most frequently, I'm like, why do I have this? I mean, I occasionally will watch a Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie, rewatch a Marvel or a Star Wars movie, but otherwise I'm like.
2: Mandalorian is why you have it.
0: That's true. And yeah, that's what but I'm saying. It's
2: like a single it's use. It's so
1: rare. Like you should cancel between, and I meant to do that too, but then I just didn't. And then, and then I was like, oh yeah, I should have, and then they were like, oh, Mandalorian is premiering next week. And I'm like, damn it. I, I never cancel. cancel. Yeah. I never canceled. Yeah.
2: I haven't canceled, but I probably have watched nothing other than Xenon in like like a month ago. Um, so that's just laziness, is what I would attribute that to. Just like I Venus watched all the Careless new
1: Clone Wars, but that's also like a super nerdy. Right. Mm-hmm. Most people don't want that, but they did a lost season of Clone Wars, which you know.
3: Yeah.
2: So I guess just like Happy Birthday Disney Plus, like we don't know, is that i think all those
1: marvel shows too like those are all just sitting there like those could be good right like i'm increasingly kind of like i don't think they will be but they're just there with potential so it's kind of like a little teaser carrot they keep pushing them out obviously COVID is delaying production and stuff but like they keep pushing them out so you're kind of like well i'll just hold on until those come out and then make up my mind but I, well i just think it's at this kind of the same thing for apple like apple has all these shows that are just kind of trickling out and you just kind of limp from one to the next and like the apple has the benefit of most people are still getting it for free and still will get it for free through february but like i would probably still be subscribed to that one too through a sort of laziness and anticipation of like maybe one or two things that are coming well and it's more life.
2: likely that the apple tv plus stuff is uh up my alley like I watched Killing Jacob Morning Show I actually watched Morning Show again because my mom Hadn't seen it we were deep Into C and speaking of Aren't we due C. for C like Aren't we due for se- Season 2 of both of those C. Hmm. I assume that Corona got in the way but in a Regular year we would be due for those because We, re- we included It in our yeah, 2019 best of the year, Filming was shut so, down,
1: but it and then it hasn't resumed yet. So,
2: but I could go for some C right now. Like I could totally go for a season two of C.
1: You know what you should go for if you want some C is basically every European television show on Netflix. Yeah. So
2: the rain and shit like that.
1: The rain. Dark. There's the Russian one that was really good. There's the Dutch one that was really good, where they're in a plague world there's so many good sci-fi weird german shows that are kind of like it take place in dark and cold parts of europe which are it's just fun okay watch all those
2: maybe 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 i have to the crown comes out like today so i right i'm and a little book
0: doing next week so little teaser there can we talk about the Bachelorette now? Let's talk about The Bachelorette. Um this is my time to let you guys talk and I'll sit here silently. But yeah, catch us up on The Bachelorette. Try to explain it for people like me who haven't seen it.
2: Feel free to ask questions. Oh, Anthony. I have questions, yeah. don't worry. So okay, I'll do like a brief a brief summary. So the unprecedented. It is the most dramatic the season ever. <laughs> Oh, uh, so as Chris Harrison would say. And to be honest, I want to push him off a building. The more I see him, I used to not be so bothered by Chris wow. Harrison, but I fucking hate that guy now. I don't know what it is, but he just Wait, gets under my skin.
1: I kind of like him more now because of his and and this has been talked about a lot in Bachelor Nation. But his obvious disdain for Claire is a little. Oh, he bit...
2: hates her, and like <laughs> he literally is like she, he, she, he's like. So are you in love? And she's like. I am so in love. And his face, I wish you could see me, listeners, because he's like, okay, (laughs) whatever you say, crazy lady.
1: He also Uh, looks like he's barely containing his rage every time he talks to her. But
2: I I also think part of my disdain is that, like, The Bachelor has always been bad, like, as a franchise, like, as a product, as a thing that exists in society, right? It's bad for the world, yes. Like, it's it's net negative, 100%. And it always has been. But, like... With Me Too and with just like the progress of society, it becomes more and more pointed. And with that, Chris becomes like more and more entrenched in his whole like, this process works. Yeah. And, like, you can believe find- in the process. Your husband is in this room. Like, he should be banned from using the words love, marriage, wedding, husband, and wife, because that's not what's happening here.
1: Well, they also, I mean, because you have spoiler for people who care claire finds her love very early on in this season in two weeks yeah Yeah, so let's okay go ahead chris harrison's next thing is all right so now you now there's a proposal and you're like wait what It was
2: so fucked up (laughs) it was like you are the devil like you (laughs) are making this what it is he makes
1: it all so normal and like so like it, it, within the world of the bachelor or bachelorette it's now become like there is no alternative to this method for love finding no right?
2: like if you've chosen someone pro- claire is obviously expecting a proposal dale yeah, yeah. and he was like right. Whoa,
0: what
1: and if you don't propose you can no longer continue
0: is, is this different from the way it normally proceeds
1: it's it's not it's just that it's now become so hard lined that it there's like there seems to be no alternative like there's a part of which he's like talking about oh he's talking about like all the other dudes that are left behind now right who are like we just we we came here for love, what happened, and then he's like now these guys will get an unprecedented second chance at love, and you're like. What do you mean? Does that mean that (laughs) no one has ever previously had a second chance at love and now the Bachelorette (laughs) is uniquely providing humans that for the first time? Because that's what it sounds like. (laughs) And
2: some guy, one of the guys that was left over with the new Bachelorette was like, oh, like I thought about going home, but like I want to give it a second shot. Like I, I want to, I want to try again here. And it's like your chances of finding love at home where it's a 1v1 ratio of men to women is so much better than you versus 19 other dudes. Like, hello, gentlemen. But okay, wait. That guy does season, eventually
1: go home. But I does. think my, this is not fair to that guy. So I apologize in advance. But Are I'm you going to say, say something about boys crying? Don't do it. No. Okay. I think he's secretly racist, and that's the reason that he went home. Really, I didn't get uh, that vibe. I, he's from, he's from the southern state. I don't, listen. He's from
2: a southern state. <laughs> I think he's racist. No, I actually the second that the new Bachelorette, Taisha, is the new Bachelorette, who's fantastic. Lover would die yes. for her. Literally, throw myself in front of a bullet. She's amazing. Not really, um, <laughs> but like when she came on. I knew that that dude, I forget his name, but I was like, this is gonna be the hardest for him because I felt like of all the dudes, it was like Dale and him are the only ones who really had a real connection with Claire. But like, his he connection did was one whole... way. Yeah, still, or like, like a buddy, but connection. still you could tell he felt something because she was like, you have to write down all of your feelings and like all of the Their bad things that have ever happened to you. It was cringy. like super emotional for him, yeah, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't open up ever. And she was like, no, you have to tell me all of your deepest, darkest secrets. So, for a guy who doesn't ever open up to do that, of course he was going to feel strongly for her. And then she's like, oh, by the way, I'm in love with this dreamboat, Dale. Yeah. So and they were both the
1: ex pro football players. So, the only two that wow. seemed to stand any chance were ex pro football players. But he was a lineman. So, he used to be like a big doesn't guy. Doesn't count. And that was part of his story. Dale was a wide like, I was a huge, big guy and I lost a bunch of weight. It was like one of his like. I don't remember. Deep emotionality. But then Dale was just like the super hot wide receiver. Dale
2: is so gorgeous, you guys. I'm so gay, but like Dale is beautiful. Like I've never seen someone who looks like him. I literally have never seen anything like it.
1: No, and and that was the whole drama was like Claire loved him, obviously, at first sight, which which no Uh, one could ever falter for that. But then also, she like basically social media stalked him when she found out he was one of the people like being. Mm -hmm and then fell for this fake persona that she just found on like that she invested everything in cuz he was hot like on social he media. He was hot
2: and then he also was like I really miss my mom like his mom passed away and he like put something on Instagram where he was like my mom I and love she was her. like I and know she was dead like, people he's too. a strong man <laughs> who follows his heart. He's strong but soft. And also look at those eyes and that body. Yeah. I must have him. So
1: it was good. Scientists should study it as being like, what is the role of physical attraction in human <laughs> making? And it's like, this is like 100%. Like, there's nothing else. Everything else can be filled in as sort of blanks after For a
2: minute, right? For a minute. Like, yeah, yeah, I we'll mean, see let's see go. what happens with that. I mean, you could tell. So they did. You don't have
1: kids? Yeah, right away. They did the, like, no, after No, the... <laughs> they
2: didn't do that. Dale didn't do anything like that. I know. Chris Dale's Harrison. Like, mm. Chris Harrison was like, so okay, Anthony, just to catch you up, Claire fell nice. in love with Dale. This was a quarantine season, so they're at La Quinta. Right. They're in La Quinta, California, at the at La Quinta resort. within resort. the boundaries of the resort only. Doing and the they're dumbest super dates, which we talked about. Yeah. So stupid! Like at one of the dates, they were riding horses, like uh, on the pool deck and like in the parking lot. And you're like, you're in the desert. You could just ride the horses in the fucking desert like there's no people there either but they're like no let's do it at the parking lot so that's actually brilliant we're super quarantined they're at this resort so everything's kind of boring and then claire is the bachelorette she immediately falls in love with dale and also i have to say just treats everyone like shit she literally
1: oh yeah she's just a terrible
2: person she really is like at one point she sat down on a group date, and Anthony, for context, like when the lead goes on a group date, normally the various other people are like, Claire, can I steal you away for a minute, right? And they like start that process. Well, she like
1: just sat down. they all sat interrupt down. Each other, try to grab time. Yeah,
2: yeah, and then they like, the next one comes and finds her and is like, oh, could I steal you? Oh, could I steal you? And they like... So they had just sat down as a group and she was like, this is gonna be great, let's have fun. And like maybe one and a half seconds goes by and no one said, like, can I steal you? And she's like, you guys will never fight for me. Like, yeah. you don't care about me. Like, I no hate all of you. Like, yeah, you like, you're me. you weak me. men. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, she's just, like, a terrible person. And then, like, all the guys are like, we love you. Like, we care no. so much. I'm like, oh, don't do story. that. Like, don't bend to this crazy bitch. Like, tell she her. she accused them of wow. just
1: being there for the other guys. Like, being there for like too much enjoying their bro out festival and like <laughs> not wanting to like, it was very.
2: It was good. so weird and stupid and and then of course she doesn't actually even care about spending any time with those guys. Like literally every time they get her in a confessional, she's like, "I just want to be with Dale. I just want to spend yeah. more time with Dale. Dale." Dale, 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 And
1: it wasn't the edit either. It was like real because like, and she would just go off and find Dale and then they would like and then that in this one I think specifically to Dale like pretends he's looking for the bathroom or something and interrupts another date. And then that guy leaves. And then she just makes it with Dale for like an hour and a half. and then the On guy, a group date. All the and other the guys, guys are, are like, what,
2: where is she? Like, what's going on? And like <laughs> someone walks in and they like jump out of the bed. And they're like, oh, we were just having a really good chat. <laughs> you know, it's like, you guys are frazzled. No, you yeah. weren't having a chat. You were hooking up.
0: But So anyway. how much of this is like, do you feel like this is just your normal response to The Bachelor and The Bachelorette? Or do you feel like it's genuinely... No, bag.
1: none of this has ever happened before. On the I've bachelor,
2: normally like other than Colton. I tend Colton Juan Pablo
1: Yeah, well Juan Pablo's a villain, but I tend to like
2: the leads and bachelor is designed for that Right, yeah, like the yeah. lead is supposed to be someone Who's That you can relate to and that you think is funny and like a normal person, oh, right? Actually, like, like not like a nick reality. Either, but. Oh, nick vile is terrible, yeah. but like Nine times out of ten, the lead is supposed to be someone that you are, like, on the same side as. And then there's normally, like, one or two people from the cast that you are into. And then there are a bunch of crazies. And then there are a couple villains, right? But, like, Claire was a 100% a villain. Like, she just... So that was problematic. That's that reaction. And then she chose Dale... And it's just so stupid. Like, it's two weeks. And and Chris Harrison is like, so what's next for you guys now that you're happily engaged? And Dale starts being like, well, you know, we're going to just, like, keep getting to know each other. (laughs) Babies! Yeah. Babies. babies. And and Dale's like, I don't know what to do with this, right? And And Chris is like, are you going to get married before you have babies? And she's
1: like, who cares? And Dale's like,
2: no, we're going to get married before we have babies. And... I want to leave. I want to run right now. Like, that's what it felt like. So all of that happened, which this has never happened before. And I do think sometimes in The Bachelor, they do know pretty early on. Like, that's probably the one I'm going to be with. But they want to be on TV. Yeah, exactly. They want to be on TV, so they keep playing it out. And maybe they do, like, grow feelings for other people. Because you can't not, right? Like, you're spending hours and days with these people. So then you Mm -hmm. just start feeling like oh, just as human to human, even if that's not my person, I don't want to hurt this person. And, like, that's what creates the drama of Bachelor. Because right. they but have Claire, tension. But Claire like, couldn't uh, do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, she just couldn't. Claire was
1: just like, fuck all these people, and I'll destroy them. I don't give a shit about them. Which, then,
2: like, <laughs> she probably would have been better off with Dale if she had just gone through the whole thing, to be honest. Like, they're doomed. Like, Yeah,
1: because Dale, the whole time, she... She kept being like, oh, well, like I should tell him. And then Harrison was like, you should tell him. And then she did kind of, but then Chris. he was sort of like, we had a really good one on surprise one on one. And it's like, no, bro, you're now in. Yeah, he like- didn't
2: know. Like, it felt like the whole time Claire and Chris Harrison were like, you're ending the bachelorette so that you can be with Dale. And she was like, yes, that is what I'm doing. And then you but then cut she to didn't Dale. Tell him. And Dale's like, <laughs> it was a good one-on-one like I'm, i can't wait to tell the guys i think we're getting you know, closer like yeah. yeah and then like chris is like dale we should talk claire expects a proposal and he was like there's a there's actually a clip of him like with his head in his hands yeah. like he looked like he was conflicted but then he was
1: he was all in then he did so he really yeah. committed to it to which i think it's more just like he was a professional athlete and like he, if he's gonna win he's got to do it like Full out like leave yeah, it all on the field basically. Definitely
2: dedicated to winning And probably also dedicated to not looking Like a douchebag. like he seems yeah. smart Enough to be like oh I'm gonna have to do this for six months and then we can Break up in people magazine <laughs> or whatever Yeah yeah but the um, most
1: problematic For me the most problematic part of all of this was like The context of all of this is also That she's the oldest Bachelorette ever which they constantly Remind you of constantly Yeah and, and
2: the contestants do too
1: yeah the contestants her chris harrison everyone reminds you like this lady's old even yeah, though she's, she's like what, pushing like 30, 40 yeah she's 39 Right, <laughs> yeah, right so they keep going at it and then and then like i don't know if the edit is doing it or if she's just indulging in the tropes or whatever but then you're like she's she's too impatient she just picks one and she's like this is my guy and then she's also like and I need kids with him immediately.
2: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. She like <laughs> fell into the trap where she was like, I'm the oldest bachelorette ever. So instead of doing this eight week process, I'm going to make it a two week process and I'm going to get inseminated as quickly yeah. as possible. Wait, it so really what is the
1: rest of way. the show
2: about then? I'm oh. going to answer that question right now. It's the most dramatic when we come back. season ever. <laughs> 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 Thank you for picking up on my tone. Um, okay, so they brought in Taysha, who's the shit. She is so cool. Um, she was a former contestant and then she did Bachelor in Paradise and she fall, fell for JPJ, which was like a joke. I don't know what the oh, hell. Oh, that was, was. good. Though. I love JPJ. I mean, yeah, he's great, but like she could do better. But yeah. So but she's
1: like an Instagram influencer now, basically, right? Somebody asked her what her job is on this series. She said, I, I
2: travel like- a lot for work and pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> that was her answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Taisha's back and she's with the remaining men which of which there oh. were 16 the and then yeah. four new guys and like again we're just leaning even more into bachelor being bad for society right like because you're literally just like oh we'll replace this woman and give her like the leftover dudes and like find love let's all take it fucking seriously like your husband is in this realm uh, yeah.
1: bullshit and it blows up one of the myths of this where like you like they're they always maintain that like these guys are here for, for this you person, yeah right? they like, wanted
2: to be here for you
1: you specifically and then in this they did do like <laughs> there was a lot of there was some hand wringing of like i don't know if i can make the change and then the one guy again does actually leave but like all the other guys are like yeah i i came to terms with it Yeah,
2: it's like a breath of fresh air like you're way more my speed and i just okay this is kind of random but like there's a when taisha first first walks into that like main house or whatever the main room and she's at the rose ceremony there's a giant basket behind her and my mom was like look at that basket i've never seen a basket so big what do you think's (laughs) in that and i was like dale like dale is literally hiding from claire trying to get with taisha i thought
1: that would be great if Dale came back because he was like, "Oh wait a minute, I could." Taisha, <laughs> ooh, I like that.
2: Um, but like, there are so many problematic things. Like, all of the group dates, they always put the men against each other or the women on The Bachelor, like, yeah, and create like foment this resentment and drama between them that like doesn't need to exist and like.
1: This one had a weird amount of camaraderie. I think mostly because of the COVID context and they, yeah. they did play that up a bit where it was kind of like, these guys are extra close because they, in the outside world, they wouldn't even be allowed to like fraternize with other human beings, but because they're in this weird isolated production bubble, they're like, And they get oh, to like humans. hug like, and great. talk close yeah, and high yeah.
2: five and like these things that like everyone's been deprived of or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we've only gotten one episode with Taysha so far. I mean, she seems a little stiff so far. Yeah, yeah. To be to be honest, for for what we know of Taysha. We know how like kind of confident she can be, and she does seem like a little bit stiff, but I get it because most of the time when you're coming to be the lead on this show, you have like months of warning, and you're mm-hmm. emotionally and mentally and physically preparing for that. And then you start fresh with all these dudes. So, like, not only does she have like you know, is there residual Claire feelings in this room? But also, like, this was kind of, like, sprung on me, and then I just showed up, and I'm the bachelorette now. Like, So I think she'll work herself out of that. But I did find it weird that when the lineman guy was like, oh, I still have feelings for Claire, so I'm going to leave, I found it kind of weird that she wasn't like, I really appreciate you just saying that. And like, no, Good she luck did say to you. that. Yeah, she did. But she also, before she said that, she was like, "You should stay and yes, open yourself to up stay. to other things." Like,
3: yeah,
2: no, like he straight up just told you he's not here for you. Yeah, your fears were realized, but in the like least hurtful way possible, right? Like, it's not like yeah. he stayed around for three weeks and like. But then he was also very in love nice with him.
1: in that she was like, "Well, this makes me a little self-conscious about like." Is everybody else gonna feel similar? And was and she like, was like, no. "No, they're all here for you." I can tell you personally yeah. from speaking to them. Which they're was all
2: nice so relieved do. that Cla- Crazy Claire is gone.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it could
2: be anyone, anyone could be here and they'd be happy. Yeah,
1: um, but they also like, and they used it to reintroduce some like actual dude to dude drama because there was very little of that in the what the mm-hmm. before times. By having the new guys be like, one of one of them's clearly an asshole and. You're like, okay, you were like instructed by the producers. Like you I'm were the heel. of here you for must his yeah. Like he,
2: at least he's like funny and clever about it. What did someone say? Like, oh, you cracked enough of my ribs. And he was like, "Nah, I think we're even, but let me know if you need
1: some more or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got bloodied in the water polo match, which, you know. Like standard. why do we
2: even have to do that? Like
1: there for bachelorette.
2: They really do have to turn up the volume like to ten on the drama because the visual stimulation of this episode of this series this season is so bad. like we're yeah. literally at a La Quinta in a pool, like <laughs> yeah,
1: and you just see like, oh, I guess this is the um conference room. Like, it's, like, it yeah. really...
2: Normally, they're, like, oh, we're gonna go skydiving in Switzerland, and yeah. then we're gonna, like, go, you know, like, on a boat in the Caribbean, and then we're gonna go, like, climb Machu Picchu and shit. And now they're, like, let's take this into the parking lot where we'll have a margarita waiting for you. Right. And you're, like... Well, they did Ugh.
1: have... So, with Claire, they did have a one which was, like, very good and typical Shameless at thing where, like, they were, like, surprise concert, and... They had trapped and like sequestered two p- people who are the regular level of bachelor famous, which is not at all. Not like, yeah, none. Yeah, yeah, but like they have made a CD before but, and released it. Yeah, to they the have
2: public. like a, a, a SoundCloud essentially. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs>
1: But I was like, what did these people agree to? But then I was thinking about it, I was like, actually they probably were like, Do you want a free trip to the Quinta all expenses paid during the pandemic and we'll like ensure your safety and whatever? And and it's like, Yeah, sure. I mean that sounds great. But then uh they were doing their, their like concert and then the, the, like the Claire and Dale were just like Let's go have sex now. Like, yeah, they're while like, we they're don't care about this singing, song let's just live in the middle of the thing and go have sex. And the well, they they play, edited like, it that way. I think. No, they no, probably. I think they know that it goes. The- and the band's like, I guess they're going to do it. Let's keep singing. And then <laughs>
2: <laughs> they did play the track over them doing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I I mean, I give this season a eight out of ten so far. I'm- it's
1: been great so far, but how do they follow it? How do they follow this? That's my problem. It can't it can't go. It's got to be down. They can
2: follow here. it because we are all rooting for Tasha. That's how. That's true. Because yeah. before it was like Claire. You know, like just it was hard to watch. Like I just hated her. I hate her still. Like I. She's just very don't, hard to. She's hard to root for in any yes. way. You're like you're crying one minute. You're talking about how old you are. You're like forcing this man to give you babies. Like there's just so many problems. You're representing women in the worst way possible, and I don't like it. Whereas Taisha, is representing women in like the best way possible. So like I'm ready to like see her yeah. find love. I hope she and you can tell well.
1: it's not just like a like a like an edit or a viewer thing because like if you watch chris harrison who does know them all personally for whatever else like he's an insane person right but like he his behavior around her is so markedly different than his behavior around claire and they at one point they they remind you like hey chris harrison has known claire for seven years that's longer than most people know a lot of anyone their good friends yeah. or whatever right and he clearly despises her, and he's so warm <laughs> and genuinely warm and like friendly towards Tasha as if like, oh, old buddy, Tasha, like great, and to like see not you.
2: afraid. Like I, it yeah. feels like anyone who interacts with Claire is like slightly afraid. She's one of those people where you're like, I could say anything, and uh, she'll be set off like in a in a heartbeat. Whereas like with Tasha, he's just like, let's chat, blah, blah, blah. you know, like he's not a, f- he shouldn't be afraid of Tasha. Tasha's chill, like she's cool and she understands things, so. Anyway again, eight out of ten. I can't wait to finish it up We're gonna have to r- recap once
0: we see how yeah.
2: Taisha's segment of the season goes um, We're only one one weekend or whatever so
0: yeah. yeah all right well let's talk about something a also huge change of pace bad for society <laughs> next year yeah uh, as documented in the vow as you mentioned. Um, and I should say that I think um, Daryl and I have watched, um, you know, a few episodes, uh, but Jordan has gone all in. She's seen the, the full story. How so many ones Jordan are, seven
1: total? Nine. nine. Which is oh, insane.
0: Right. I, so why stupid. are there nine episodes? I'm actually so very slow.
1: curious about how it gets to nine after having watched two. But
0: Yeah,
2: right. you know, you should, your curiosity will be answered with just it doesn't need to be nine episodes <laughs> at all. And then there's going to be a second season. No way!
0: What? Yeah, focused on the trial.
2: Oh my oh. god! Well, maybe that'll be better. That I don't could know. be
1: a very interesting. Yeah.
2: So let's talk about it, I guess. Yeah. The, so Jordan,
0: what is Nexium?
2: Nexium is a cult. It was started as an executive success program, so like executive coaching. Um, is led by this man named Keith Ranieri and i have to say i don't know why they didn't go into more detail on his upbringing and his background at all in this whole thing you're just like oh this is this dude and he calls himself a scientist and a philosopher he was a judo champion when he was 11 like that's all you're going to get to know about him
1: he's like he's a like, concert
0: pianist he's like, very well, a lot of intelligent, what he says about to be fair. is is a lie like that he talks i know but family. they
1: make all these claims and they don't challenge them unless <laughs> they challenge them he's later. like i'm a
0: scientist
2: i don't have any like uh uh, what does he say? I don't have any like legitimate credentials, but I think scientifically, that's what he says in one episode. He, he claims <laughs> to like, have the
0: highest IQ in the world. Yes,
2: he is. To be fair, guys, though, he is very intelligent. Like he not he not just seems like intelligent. emotionally intelligent, where he can manipulate people, but he has a wealth of knowledge. Like he he yeah. pulls out random quotes and like he randomly like knows certain languages and stuff, and you're like you are smart. Like you ingest information and retain it very, very well. Um, so he starts this thing called ESP executive success programs, where he pulls in, uh, the goal is to pull like influential and successful, already influential, powerful, successful people into this program and retrain them to like understand limitations and fear and how that holds them back in life. And, you know, to be honest, like the core principles of it are very sound in a lot of ways, right? Like it's about awareness, right? Like awareness of yourself, awareness of the people around you and how to manage those situations, which is useful. But it becomes this power play. And within ESP slash Nexium, the kind of parent corporation, he begins all of these tiny sub-branches. So there's the Society of Protectors, which is for men. Is and there's name. Uh, oh, Jeunesse. Yeah. Jeunesse, which is the group for women, which like, what the fuck does Jeunesse mean? Like, French I don't, for youth.
1: Ugh. But it just like, I yeah, I saw that. and I was like, wait a minute. That's just French for youth. <laughs> you know that?
3: Exactly.
2: And yeah. then there's... You know, there's multiple of them. There's, like, a children's daycare, and there's all these different, you know, there's, like, health and wellness, like, a fitness one, and, like, all of this different shit. And secretly, within Jeunesse, there is a kind of sub-secret cult called DOS, uh, Dominus Obsequious something latin i don't, I don't remember right. what the, it's not even sound latin it's like it's like but incorrect latin. but it also latin? yeah for yeah
0: dominance over submissives yes uh. exactly
2: and uh oh sorarium uh right like a uh, like, like sorority a type sorority type yeah yeah so that system was essentially and this was a secret for a long time but Keith was actually at the top of it and then that actress Alice Allison um, mac, mac. Allison Mack was kind though. of his his number one his number one lady. He had multiple number one ladies, and they were all in charge of different things. But for DOS, it was Allison Mack, and essentially each person gets seven recruits, seven slaves, and then those slaves recruit their own seven slaves, and they go through this indoctrination process, and they're told that like. This is really about having something that's for you. It's about solidarity among women. It's about like keeping your commitments, right? Like, which again, like at its core, the idea that like we say all the time, like, I'm going to go for a run today and I don't go for a run. Right. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. Like how much happier would I be if every time I committed myself to something, I would do it. But then instead of it's just being accountable to me, it's accountable to someone above me and I have to pay penance or like repent and like do punishment for the times that I don't. And they were like, you know, calorie counting and making sure that they were essentially like weak-minded because they weren't having enough food. They branded them, Yeah. they did these readiness drills where like the master would say like ready and you had to answer within like one minute or you'd be in trouble. Oh, and They had
1: to provide collateral, right? That was how they guaranteed. Oh, the yeah, that was a big
2: part of it They wouldn't even tell them about what the group was without having gotten collateral and then they continued it So like Which once basically a month just something you have to you send can your collateral to
1: blackmail the person
2: with. Yeah, and so like if you don't have existing collateral, right like if I don't have a bunch of like Naked pictures of myself or me like bad-mouthing someone I would just like do it I would like make a video and then send it to them or whatever um And it's just super duper duper fucked up. That's the content of the documentary. And it's really, it has like a few central characters that kind of rebelled and broke away. So there's the main guy, uh, Mark, who was kind of a right-hand dude to Keith for a really long time and also filmed. Mark Vincente, right? And he documented everything. Like he was a filmmaker when he met him and Keith was such a egomaniac he was like film everything which like hello mistake number one cult leader but um
1: yeah and also that nancy saltzman like he's partner in the foundation of the business or partner in crime i guess i mean jesus christ but they like
2: there's several women who are very complicit in, yeah at the but she was there. the
1: original founding one right and then uh-huh. she, and then and she also wanted everything documented like i think they just thought like this is the right way to go because this will be a product that exists in perpetuum. Like we will, we or perpetuity. Like we'll have like generations from now,
2: they'll want to see Keith, the right. What do they call him? The Viceroy, the, the, oh, Vanguard. God, the Vanguard, Vanguard. Yeah. We'll want to hear directly from the Vanguard
0: and all the stuff they capture. I mean, it is amazing that they have all this footage and you get all this stuff, but it's also like, you know, that's the, like, good... What it captures is the good... The, the quote-unquote good side of Nexium. It's him talking about his ideas, people engaging with him, people well, having... Well, that this, like, changes them course curing,
1: of the course of the series. What's it called? The... Right. They the cure Tourette's. Tourette's. That's pretty right? crazy,
2: right? Like... Well, I think so that they was they come a... back to that? Yeah, I,
0: I was like...
1: They
2: don't come actually... back to that. They don't. Mm. So it's just... You take what you can get on that front, and if you believe it, you believe it.
1: No, yeah, I I... I yeah, I wish they had come back to that because I was like did they just do a plant like is the is the guy just never had to at all to begin with Or what's going on? But <laughs> yeah, it's obviously duped in some kind of weird way But like right just never made clear how right
2: well and he I think there's also an element of like hiding in plain sight for them as well where they were like, oh like complete transparency like see everything document everything and there are there are a lot of things that he says like keith literally says sometimes like, Oh, like there was some f- story he had Mark, write Where it was like, there's a ki- There's a, a good guy and he has this mentor who's helping him. But then the good guy realizes that there's someone within the organization that's doing evil. And then at the end he realizes it's his mentor. And oh, like, does
1: he put that in the screenplay?
2: He yeah like I mean he just and Mark is like I literally wrote this whole story out based on what Keith had told me not realizing that I'm the good guy and he's the evil mentor like are you the I good mean guy Mark
1: or are you an idiot who's also like very very like uh, that anyways whatever we can tell I hesitate I with like,
2: this a lot of cult really shit
1: spoilers right but yeah I, I feel like I, is I don't want to necessarily call him an idiot. Except that I think he particularly is an idiot. Like I, I know that cult people aren't generally, and there are difficulties. But like from the beginning, he's just all he ever does in all the document footage and audio and everything that he provides is be the perfect toady asshole to the yeah guy, yeah right?
2: totally. He is a slave. Like he is one hundred percent like a a tool of Keith, and
1: he's just a credulous idiot he drank is, the is, is 100%, yeah. well in general he is right like if you look at his this and is the movie we can, now we can talk about the movie right because i it was what the bleep do we know which at the time i was like this is great but i was like when i watched it i was like a first year philosophy student or whatever so i was like sweet like this is all my ideas but if you <laughs> look at it now and you're an adult you're like oh this is absurd. Problem for like idiots right like for credulous spiritualists who are who think that they're scientists right like it's right it it actually stars marley matlin too which is no knock against marley matlin great actress
0: um (laughs) clarification
1: but he's he's a weirdo right and he and he's always been that and he's an outsider and a kind of a dummy and the ranieri like picks up on that and then just which is which is how Cults work, right? And like they prey upon people. And and you can, there's a common thread in this that they, that I noticed that I think is true that they just continually go after like artistic people. And I feel like they're some of the most susceptible to this kind of thing because they, yeah. they can artists feel like
2: artists and musicians because yeah. they're so they insecure, feel, it's insecure. It's very
1: hard the for time. them to feel appreciated because they're like, yeah. oh, I'm producing this thing and like no one cares like get talent, somebody. Right?
0: Famous that it sort of draws people. I mean, I think yeah, it's a a double whammy. Like they're highly susceptible and they are
2: influential. Yeah, Yeah. I will say like I think Mark is kind of a dummy, and I there's a zero percent chance, no matter how down in the dumps I would be, that I would ever say like yeah, I'll be your slave and you can burn me with this branding.
3: Although that's not right. Like Mark didn't do that. No, Mark didn't
2: do that. I'm just saying like. There is a line, right, where, like, I don't really care how manipulative you think you are. Like, I just know in my heart I would never get to that point. But here's my main thesis for this entire Vow review. This is a more sophisticated cult than most that we've talked about. Or, like, I'm super yeah. into all of that stuff. I watched lots of documentaries and stuff like that. Like, this is clearly a very sophisticated cult and system that Ranieri has built and he's got a very good kind of like Jesus idol thing going on and has built something really impressive to be honest. Yeah. And yet the vow is a terrible documentary. Like does not do that justice at all. Like
1: See it I has know, so much I information it, without I it's because I think it's because it's like looks good, but I also in the first episode, I was like, sure. yeah. "Oh, this all this all sounds good. Like, what's the problem?" But like, except for oh, the, the first episode, or whatever.
2: the first episode is like, "What's the deal?" Like, this yeah, seems yeah. great. Like, yeah. everybody's learning something. The sashes are a little weird, but otherwise, like, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, which is which is how they sense. describe. Like, that's how. What's her name? Describes her reaction, right? Like the uh, I think Sarah, the one who becomes a lot of people are
2: just like, oh, I ignored like the parts that were kind of weird because it was so valuable. Because at the end of the day, like a good cult leader goes and says like, I'm going to teach you things that are self-evident, but that you're not a good enough communicator or aware enough to really, truly grasp on a philosophical level. And if I can make you grasp it on a philosophical level, you will feel and operate better in society. And that is all true. Yeah. And they did a great job of also
1: justifying even the goofy stuff, like visually at least, because they had, they showed like the sashes, but then they just showed a bunch of like, uh, b-roll footage of like people receiving accolades and awards and various other like respected and established things that are equally goofy and stupid but like right you don't think about it that way because those things are legitimate right like mm-hmm. armies for war medals or whatever the hell so like it's it, it, i think that the whole system and i really think that overall it's it, it is one of the more like better designed. this is horrible to say uh cults but it's because true, though. yeah he just built an entirely legitimate arm and then he built the shadow right. one that he actually wanted which is just the, re- the mirror image of that right like there's so there's no leap between the one or right. the other
0: well and that even the um the, the the terrifying you know sexual coercion branding arm of it still also had multi-level marketing built into yeah, it like yeah, yeah, it's exactly. crazy like you never get away from it
3: yeah
2: yeah and so i mean but i just so i i, I don't think it was like no i do i think it was a pretty terrible documentary given the content that you had to work with like all the stuff of keith was fantastic like i it's great to watch someone like that like not uh, this sounds terrible the way that i'm saying this but like he is in the truest sense like a highly intelligent very dangerous sociopathic manipulator yeah and in in real life like this isn't some character that someone wrote up like He is really fascinating to watch what he does and how sure of himself he is and how people are like, yeah, oh, yeah, Keith, tell us more, you know? There's a whole episode, which Daryl, I mean, I don't know, Anthony, if you're going to continue on, but Daryl, it sounds like you are. There's a whole episode where Keith is trying to bring together Jeunesse and Society of Protectors so that men and women can understand each other better. So it's like a curriculum where they teach each other their curriculums, mm. curricula. Yeah. And <laughs> Keith is in this room with all these women, and he's like, I'm just going to tell you the truth. Men hate you like we hate you. You're crazy. You're a nag. You don't appreciate anything. Blah, blah blah and the women are like you're so right. And then like one of them starts crying and he's like stop fucking crying. Like this is why we hate you. And she's like I'm sorry, you know. Like oh, okay. I'm like how do we get to this point people, right? Like where this feels okay, but he was so confident in it. And yeah. so open about about it and it and it existed and it stood firm in that
1: well he which is crazy what he does in general it, with like the ems and all other shit is like uh i don't think any i, I don't know what our crossover audience is with the sort of actual silicon valley crowd but like it's the <laughs> same as the, the shitty radical candor doctrine which has like been so popular among sort of mm-hmm. startups and it, it, it's like you're pretending like this is like Oh, like we're just being objectively honest, and therefore yeah. there's like less uh, uh, sort of like intrigue and shit going on that's that's like subtle. But like, no, it's not. Like you're doing this to to undermine, right? Under the guise of like, oh, this is just the real brutal honest truth that we can share with one another, and therefore be closer. It's like no, no, no. You're 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 crumbling the foundations of human beings so that you can better control them. Which
2: exactly. Is, and, and it's it, like it's supposed to be this whole thing where. Um, this is like an experiment. And if you're enlightened, then you come with me on this journey as I like push your boundaries intentionally because your boundaries are what makes you feel bad. It's not me that makes you feel bad. It's your own boundaries and your own, you know limits. So I'm just gonna keep pushing your limits and then they'll open up and you won't feel so bad. But in reality, they're like, you fucking broke my heart and my yeah. body and mind. And limits right? are useful because they yeah, protect us. And, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Pain, pain and fear are useful, right? Like one yeah. guy was sitting there saying, like, you know, um, they, they essentially treat fear as the enemy throughout everything. Like you should never be afraid of anything, right? Yeah. And the one guy who finally escaped was like, we have fear for a reason, like, fear right. helps us like it tells yeah. you to run in the other direction fear saves your life you know what i mean like if i see a bus running coming towards me like fear is what saves my life like not fearing that will is what kills me you know
1: yeah. and it's the same startup bros for decency and discretion <laughs> oh my god so, I'm getting a
2: little well angry. actually yeah, it's like
0: funny because it. <laughs> i think it's funny that you tie it into the silicon valley <laughs> stuff because the other parallel that um one of my friends brought up is there's this whole sort of northern california tradition that kind of has fed into startup culture of the of what's called the human potential movement, and these groups mm-hmm. like Esalen and yeah, Landmark, Esalen. and it I drove is- by
1: Esalen one time, and I was like. <laughs> should i just go down there they wouldn't <laughs> and, and wouldn't i want to be, be clear that i'm i'm
0: not <laughs> accusing them of like the the dark shit that um nexium right. has done like well
1: there are there are, we're not there ruling are it grades. out either yeah sure. we're not like, ruling it out i think there are is also scum have, like, too but that's straight up mlm right like that, that's just people parting with their money because it's the same as tupperware like that's that's all vile shit as well but it's a different right. level of vile right? but it's like,
0: it, but i think you know um there is this sort of modern co- way of approaching and I don't think you necessarily would even frame it this way but essentially what it is is like a modern approach to building a cult where it's it's addressing it up in the like he uses the language of I'm giving Science. you technology yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like corporate language and and tech and technological and scientific language and I think there there are a lot of parallels there where it's very much and it, you know there's also parallels with just like the general self-help movement and and again this is not to condemn all of these with the same brush but just to say that I think I both like, I, I recognized a lot of that, that rhetoric. Um, and, uh, and I definitely think that's, that's a fair association, um, to, to make Daryl. I would say that I I do agree with Jordan that I just think it's not a very good documentary or it's good in some ways because it is, is well, you know, produced. It's, it's, it's like visually interesting. They just had access to this, not just this crazy story, but, like, amazing, amazing footage. All the archival footage, yeah. 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 And what they do, I think when, one of the things they do well with the fact that they have this, like, frankly, way too long running time. And these nine episodes, which are all, like, a full hour long, is they do let you really get to know the people involved. They let you see, you know, really get a sense of who Keith, what Keith was like. and And I think that structurally it's, like, an interesting choice to say... Let's have um, You know, let's let you sort of get seduced by the cult first right and then we start to share yeah. what's wrong with it with in subsequent episodes? But it just takes so long to do all of that that like there, is, The it's, third it's, episode is amazing where you finally get to hear about DOS and like it's like excruciating and 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 really like haunting But it just, I'm just like, why did it take so long? I
1: think they should have, yeah, that should have been like the the, the turn and then the second episode as opposed to two and then that because it does, it feels very long. Like, I watched the first episode and I was like, did I make a mistake and I'm watching a single documentary as opposed to an episodic thing? And then it was like, oh, no, it's not that. But I also (laughs) think that it, like, I don't like it because of how much it, Focuses on Mark, which I think is the deal, yep, because yep. he gave so much of the footage mm-hmm. or whatever. He's
0: not the director, but it's clear that I think he, Sarah, and um, his wife Bonnie, are like giving a lot of access and like that their story. And the India's
2: mom, whatever that actress's name is, she obviously has
3: oh, got Christine? some sort of deal no, to be.
2: Cause like the last like four episodes are yeah. like very central to her. And I think that was like, a, like the more we talk about it, the more like my mind is able to refine my big problem with it, which is that like focus. I, I actually don't even mind that we did the one, two, three, like good ESP, bad ESP DOS in that order. Mm. I just think that the next, there should probably be like three more episodes and they should really focus in on the cult itself. Right. Like in that information and how it's built and how people become a part of it and really get into some of that like nitty gritty archival footage and keep keep going with that. But what ends up happening is it turns and it becomes the people who left trying to take down Nexium. And that is not as interesting of a story to me.
1: Oh, okay. So that's what the later episodes are focused on. Like yeah, it efforts? really
2: ends up being like them, like putting together evidence. And yeah, they keep talking about the cult, and they do do a good job of like kind of breaking down these other bits where it's like, okay, you already learned about Jeunesse and Society of Protectors like a couple episodes ago, but now we're going to tell you how when we brought those together, it was even more dark than you thought it was, mm. right? And then like you know that there was, like, a whole uh, community in Mexico. Like, we're going to do an episode and talk about, like, what was going on with that community in Mexico. Like, that's good, but that's only, like, half of those episodes. And -hmm. the other half are these people being, like, on the phone with lawyers being like, oh, like, did you call the FBI? Like, yeah, I called the FBI. And, like, the FBI says, wait. And, like, oh, I'm going to put together evidence. And, like, you know, it just ends up being this... There are a couple instances where I think that that kind of like storytelling is okay. There's one where India's mom, I forget her name, she was like a famous actress, Catherine Oxenberg or something like that.
0: She was on Dallas, right?
2: Yeah. Um, she is with Mark and Bonnie. And she's talking about how one time years ago when they were still in Nexium, she came over. And she saw this giant pallet by the bed in the master bedroom. And she thought, wow, they must have like a giant dog. And they didn't. It was actually where Bonnie was doing her penance. Mm. She was sleeping on the floor. And Catherine starts joking about it. Like, what kind of crazy person sleeps on the floor? And Bonnie starts crying. And Mark starts crying. And he's like, it's not funny to us right now. Like, that's not, it's not a funny joke. Like, I let my wife sleep on the floor. My wife slept on the floor next to me. She thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. It's not a joke. You know what I mean? Like, we're not crazy people to be laughed at or whatever. Like, okay, that's a 90-second clip that I'm fine with. Like, I get it. That's, like, brings us back to the present and how they're coping with the situation. But I don't need 30 minutes of that per episode. You know what I mean? Like, that's just too much. I want to go back to, like seven years ago when y'all were all crazy together and tell me more about what happened there
0: yeah
1: i thought it i found it really interesting when they were talking about like the scheduling and sort of like how they made the demands on them and then how they were like oh like the the like the the reason you're feeling this way is because of xyz like all the things that were like the tricks they use to get people to feel like this was normal gradually over time. Like that is much more interesting to me. Right. I would rather yes. have the 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 mechanics and the thinking than like, and maybe it's cruel, but like your individual human stories aren't as interesting to me as that because it's like, okay, great. I mean, you guys had a shit time of it, but so did so many other people. I would rather d- dive deep into the mechanics. So it's like, how do you spot you and prevent from this day stuff one. from happening again yeah. and again and again and again to many more people than like, oh, it's your story is so sad, you guys had a bad time of it, right? like
2: Yeah, like there's a bit where Bonnie's like, yeah, Keith used to text me at like 3 a.m. to go on walks and he would like test me on these walks, right? And mm-hmm. like at one point he said, run toward that tree And I ran towards the tree and then I stopped when I got to the tree and he said, oh, how protective you are of your body. Like he expected her to run into the tree, Mm -hmm. right? Or like lick up the dirt in that puddle. You're so afraid of dirt, like lick that puddle, you know, and she would lick the puddle. And it's like, I don't care that you are trying to get evidence and feel bad today. I want to know how you started off as a musician and got to the day where you were licking out of a puddle at three oh. AM because this guy sold you to, right? Like and I, I think
0: wanna it's go that day she by day.
1: Aunt on, uh, Star, Wars. <sighs> the Star Wars
2: prequels. That too, of course. I don't wanna <laughs> negate that. I don't want to exclude that from the narrative. I saw that and I
1: was like, No shit, Ant Baru? And then <laughs>
2: like, And then there's like all will, the Battlestar Galactic. Also the Battlestar Galactica
1: people. Yeah, I was like, what? yeah that,
2: that was bummed people? me out hard. I mean not so much the one who plays... What's her name? Casey? The one... Not so much the redheaded girl, because I never liked her character, but Boomer.
1: Boomer, that was, oh, a, that was Boomer a tough, was tough a one. Boomer was
2: a stake in the heart, but they don't have a lot of footage of her. And... They
1: really brushed over Kristen Krug too, but I don't think she was in it very long. Enough. I
2: think she... Yeah, this, my sense is that a, she left fairly early. A yeah. glaring issue for me, as well, is the lack of footage of Alice and Mac... I mean, there's still plenty, like, there's lots there, but, like, I want a whole episode dedicated to Allison Mack. Like, I want to know how she got to become a number two, essentially, and, like, run this whole fucking sex slavery thing. Like, that is crazy, right? Like, and they just kind of, like, touch on her here and there. Like, here's a picture of her. Here's when she was crying that one time. Like, here's her leading a Jeunesse thing. And then, like, that's it. And, like, her initials are in the fucking brand. Like, let's spend some time on that, right?
1: Yeah, I wonder I, if about that because they, because it is definitely like that's what's the, the headlines, right? Like, that's the part that's in the news. So maybe they felt like it was already overexposed, but it doesn't feel like it's explained in any of the at news at all. Coverage. Yeah.
2: No, it doesn't. And also, just fun fact like, in the news coverage, for some reason, I kept mi- mixing up Allison Mack and Alyssa Milano.
1: <laughs> oh, I kept and, I kept mixing up her and Allison different. Hannigan. So I "Oh, was oh like, my God, thank God it wasn't Allison, it. Allison." Oh, Willow, Hannigan. Willow oh did God, it. Did
2: not <laughs> take it. Allison, no. um. Allison Jan, uh, Janney too. Like we just have like the whole group of Allisons in there. But yeah, no, like I and so when I was watching, I was like, "That's not Alyssa Milano." Like what? Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad Alyssa Milano <laughs> made it out.
0: Like she's not in Nexium. Oh well, God. yeah. I mean, Never I mean was. she's got Never her was. own issues, yeah. obviously. No
1: lawsuits. None yeah. of yeah. these people were involved. <laughs> Disclaimer.
0: Right. And so we should probably wrap up soon, but I did want to mention that um there is this other uh documentary I want to watch about this one. called seduced um it is on stars we have not watched it because it is on stars so it's a little bit hard everyone to says it's that.
2: the winner i'm so sad yeah. i spent nine hours watching this right. trash and, and i, I haven't think that part
0: seduced. of the like why people talk about it is as, as better is that um that the vow fundamentally as we've been talking about is like this is mark and sarah and bonnie stories um and so it's the story of people who were very, very senior in Nexium, basically explaining how they got tricked into this, telling the story of how they didn't know about the worst shit, or at least you know, and, and you know, I don't have any reason not to believe that. But I mean, it's so very I much was a in self, the worst shit. It's a self-serving, yeah. yeah um, although not the sex with Keith part, at least.
2: Well, so she
0: said, like. Yeah. Right, and and so in some ways it's sort of a self-serving again not because I question the truth of anything they're saying, and I think in a lot of ways I get the sense it took a tremendous amount of bravery to do what they did, totally, and to bring Nexhmije down. But it is also their story, a story that sort of exonerates them, is you know doesn't look too closely at their own complicity in what happened. Yeah. Um, whereas Seduced is I think much more about people who are just victimized, and it like is really a lot more upfront about how horrific. Um, Keith and particularly his like what he did, you know, the sexual abuse, how bad that was, and so um, it's a very different approach, apparently. Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably watch that
1: because I want to, you know, compare and contrast, and and definitely I felt like I I was like, well, why are all these people participating? And the only real answer is like they want to, like they're they're positioned as heroes of the story, right? And like understandable that they should be to varying degrees but like it's 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 definitely going to influence the telling of the tale overall right so
2: i can't believe they're trying to do a second season of the vow like i do i would like
1: to see a courtroom drama about this shit or not (laughs) drama but a courtroom documentary you know it
2: would definitely be interesting but i don't know if they're gonna have footage Cause they didn't from any of the arraignments or anything. So is it just going to be more voiceover with like old foot? I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe it'll be more interesting than I think, but,
1: but doesn't it like, so overall, cause I mean, you shared the, the Slack thing where you're like, you know, it's the, it's the look. You can't see the viewers, but you're like, oh, it's this is It's the kombucha horrible. meme. The yeah, girl yeah, yeah. who
2: drinks the kombucha and is like, no. And then she's like, mm, well, maybe. maybe.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there is that aspect of it. And it, like, that's what is the... And I, I mean, I, you get this from all cult things to varying degrees. I think this is one of the ones where you're like... I mean, this is also getting into the weeds because you kind of think like, oh, well, people are getting less credulous over time right hopefully as as more of these stories come to light but then i'm like wait are they like no or not like look at no. there's
2: all kinds of like empires built on yeah yeah exactly
1: but you do see in this one you're like is it is it just that people don't realize there's no hope and there's nothing for you like like i just want to tell people like oh no you don't feel good because that's just how we all are that's just how life is
2: yeah yeah life is just a battle between your brain band-aiding over the pain in your heart like that is what life is right like
1: and as soon as you just accept it you're cool it's cool it's
2: cool yeah nothing really (laughs) bothers you anymore right like i mean i don't know i i do this did motivate me i think to maybe start a cult because (laughs) oh no (laughs) I mean,
0: TechCrunch just, is not a bad platform to do that from. I think.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I can get the Silicon Valley guys in because I'm a woman. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Um, yeah, but you got t- a, a white and an Asian male sidekick. So yeah. Oh, are you guys and in? If, if you're going to grow
1: out and be one of the dudes, then. You're you're definitely in. I
2: mean, I'm gay. I'm already halfway <laughs> there, right? Like, <laughs> let's objectify some women, fellas. Uh, if uh, people right. only
1: knew, I feel like our our listenership would go tell your friends. Like, oh, D- Daryl, Anthony, and Jordan are really talking the true shit about about SV. Uh, you can <laughs> <Yeah>. listen. <Burying laughs> you can
0: l- it sixty minutes into this <laughs> podcast episode.
1: You gotta listen to all their your main friends. ramblings on every stupid TV show. <laughs> But once they get through that, they're just like no holds barred. <laughs> they
2: tell the truth, man, because we know you've all dropped off by now. Wh- whoever you are, Val, is it Val? Sal, you're still Sal, here, yeah. Salvatore, we yeah, love you.
1: Salvatore ya. loves us, yeah. David Klein's probably still here too, and he knows all the shit. What's up, as well.
2: Dave? How you doing, bro, bro? <laughs> anyway, well, the Val is trash, but you should still probably watch it because, again, if you're into if you're into cult stuff in any way, shape, or form, which I think is fascinating for most people because how does someone go from being a normal person to branded and sex slave or whatever?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I have to say Nexium is incredibly impressive. Like I said, it, it, it was built with good bones and, uh, yeah. very well designed. And it, the m- many of the premises that are taught are very sound and make a lot of sense, which is why we have the kombucha meme, you know, but, could have been done better. I'm excited to watch Seduced.
1: Yeah, I think that's like my kind of overall opinion of this too. Is like it's if if you have like a sort of academic fascination this way, you should probably watch this and seduced and just so you have like a more holistic understanding of what was going on. Like basically just collect as much information as you can or data yeah. in the Nexium parlance. But like <sighs> Yeah, I think I, I I definitely think this is like this is super interesting as long as you keep in mind throughout like what everybody's perspectives are and what they hope to personally gain from doing it this way, right? Yeah.
2: I have to add one more thing that you guys haven't seen yet, but there are Do all I? kinds of, You guys know there's like vocabulary, right? Like in in Nexium, right? Where they have like certain Yeah. you know, EMs and mm-hmm. all of this shit. Viscera, so the,
1: that's one of my favorite I, ones they use.
2: What was the other one? Li, uh, something intent, some good intent on oh, intent.
1: I hope it's not positive intent because that's essentially just like every other business speak. Assume no, no, positive not positive intent. intent. <laughs> it's
2: like with, with I don't
0: because know, they had a bunch of them. at cause, which
2: I like. Oh, lot. at cause, yeah, that was another one. No, oh, I don't know but that But there's, uh, there's a couple that they get to later on where you're like, okay, I could have gotten on board with like at cause and I can get on board with EMs, like these are all the tools that they use to explain what they're doing and then towards the end they're like a suppressive and a luciferian a Luciferian That's is one of the bit. words that they use. And it's like whoa, step with the rest of their on. thing. Yeah. They <laughs> also take regular about regular words now?
1: and they just kind of like associate them with their original root meaning, which I think is pretty good too. Like the um Oh, what is it called? The in in not the whatever the things are that like disrupt you from unity or whatever.
0: Oh, I don't remember that one.
1: Oh, uh, it's towards the beginning, but it's a it's a totally standard word and it's just like, oh yeah, if you just like emphasize that like that is actually what that word right. means, it's just like, you know, that's not how we use it. Yeah, 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 time. yeah, yeah. We're using it more metaphorically. If you just take the roots and break them out like that's what that means, right? But like, yeah, loose that's hilarious. Like the whole thing.
2: Yeah, no. And it's obviously reserved for the worst of the worst, but like you know, essentially the people who have left, were suppressives while yeah, in the I cult. This and now they've become that. luciferians luciferians which they're uh, like essentially yeah. means that like he has this whole story about like when lucifer fell from heaven and saw man he hated man so much because it reminded of him of heaven to take them down. exactly and yeah. wanted to destroy anything that reminds him of heaven and so, Luciferians are those that wake Why up. Why do you and the enjoy God's love when good, I no
1: longer do? Right? It's, yeah. It's a, the only oh.
2: way they can feel good is to destroy things, and so. Well, that's the like,
1: the true revelation of his like actual like messiah complex, right? Because he's and pretty that's who good he is. He's it. the
2: ultimate Luciferian, right? Like. Yeah. I want to know. I really do want to know. Like, what trauma did Keith Raniere go through as a kid? Maybe none, which is even more terrifying, right? Right. Like, we could all have children that are sociopath geniuses and we could treat them right and raise them well. And they.
1: My only child will be a a computer program potentially that I create. It's
2: a friendly reminder to all the parents out there make sure that you shit on your kids a little bit because if they think they're too great, not too much, because I could go. Not too much. You got to really walk the line there with how much you shit on them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say that I, I agree that I think the the documentary is deeply flawed. I think it's still there's still good things about it, and and then I'm glad that I watched how much I haven't we might continue a little bit. Um, is that until now I knew a fair amount about Nexium. I had friends who were super fascinated by Nexium, but to oh me god. it was a joke. I thought you were right?
2: gonna say friends who were in Nexium. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god.
0: But it was like oh my god, women who got like brain. I mean, I knew on some level that there was a level of like, I don't yeah, joke is probably the wrong word, but like on some level it was just like this crazy story and particularly episode three when you find out about dos like it's like you are like you're talking about mark and 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 bonnie being like this isn't funny to us like at the end of that episode it's not funny at all like it is horrifying and mm. you really feel it and so whatever yeah, else, because i
1: remember too like you, I, you like it was weird in that this all this came up like we were we were concurrent with it right it's not like some of these other cult stories where you're like Well, we found out about this after or even
2: 40 years ago or whatever. Like, no, this happened last year. Like this was like while we were alive and working. But even Scientology, right?
1: Like we all know it's somewhat absurd. It continues concurrent with us. Right. But like we know the absurdity of it. But like this was like, like Anthony was saying, you remember when it was and you were like, oh, yeah, there's this weird thing. And like like I guess this Allison Mack actress is like one of the devotees of it and there's like some weird and people it felt felt like me like maybe this is just a weird reimagining of the sequence of events but it felt to me like people knew kind of that there was like weird sex stuff going on before it was exposed as a crime or anything like that you know like it was like a weird open secret but maybe I'm wrong about that but very strange right and then right yeah to see this and see the depth of it and then I mean paired with like his prison sentence which is
0: More than 100 years. Yeah,
1: yeah, so. Good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, well, let's wrap things up there. Um, Thank you to everyone for listening. Um, If you would like to continue engaging with us, you can email us at originalcontent at techcrunch.com. You can follow us at originalcontent on Twitter. You can also subscribe and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. And Jordan and Daryl, have a great weekend.
1: You too. Bye.